0: The My Cancer, My Choices podcast, a spotlight on men and cancer. Welcome to the My Cancer, My Choices podcast. I'm Mandy Barter and I'm the co-founder of My Cancer, My Choices. And we offer complementary therapy to people that are undergoing cancer treatment in Berkshire. So what we have noticed um, as a charity is that less men use our services. So I started to have a look at this and the reason why. Um, And we have invited um, men to come along and to chat to us about men's health, uh, men with cancer. And so today I would like to introduce Barry. And uh, Barry has used our services and has had uh, prostate cancer. So Barry, tell me about yourself.
1: Uh, Right, well I'm um, 80 pushing 40. Um, I love life, I'm very fit. I've had no illnesses apart from uh, cancer. I've had uh, back trouble all my life, but that's physical and something you can deal with with exercise largely and for instance chiropractic or whatever. But of course, cancer you can't. And um, I didn't know I had cancer. I had the old man's disease of having to go to the loo during the night quite a lot. And in fact, sometimes I went up to a dozen times a night. I put that down to stress, working, I had my own business, that sort of thing. Incidentally, I'm an architect, so I'm always trying to create. So sometimes at night, one is doing that anyway. So there were all sorts of excuses. But I went to the doctor and had the usual retral investigation every so often. I was very lucky. I've had a friend for about uh, 65 years, who is always bullying me to go to the doctor and or get checked for this and that and the other. And um, I was hearing him one time coming up to Christmas, went to a Christmas party and uh, talking to a friend there. And she said, uh, just while chatting, oh, well, you know what, so-and-so, I won't give you his name. Had I said no, no idea. Oh, he had cancer last year, very badly. Of course, this knocked me flat. This guy is 10 years younger than me, slimmer than me, fitter than me. He cycles on the Tour de France, and I suddenly thought, well, if he can get it, then for sure, without knowing it, for sure, so can I. So, two days later, I went to the doctor and had another rectal examination and the doctor didn't like it immediately sent me off to Royal Barks to get um, what do you call it, a scan and whatever and when the results were found, bingo I found I had cancer now I'm a very positive sort of person so I haven't thought for a second that that was going to be the end of me however what one does notice is that when the word cancer is introduced to your life, it does affect you. Uh, I began noticing every programme on Radio 4 had somebody either dying of cancer or worried about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And every bit of uh, literature that comes through the post is talking about cancer in one form or another. And one of the things that is said is you must deal with it quickly. So there was a terrific urgency and I found that Royal Barks was wonderful at this. I mean, they really took me and piled it on, took the tests and so on and so forth and got me feeling that they were in control and that I'd be all right uh, because they were at least going to process the system quickly. There was then a, a lull when I was supposed to be getting a letter telling me the latest situation, which turned out to be uh, fruitful and beneficial, but I didn't know it was going to be, because I was afraid that the cancer might have spread. Right. Luckily, when that letter came, and it took a lot of prodding to get that letter, there was some sort of administrative hiccup. And I can tell you, waiting for that letter was very much worse than the first time going in, not knowing you're going to be told you've got it. Mm. Anyway, when I got the letter, I found out that it hadn't travelled. They called it um, a nasty, um, a small but nasty cancer. So we need to sit on it straight away. Right. Anyway, um, just as luck would have it, I was moving house During that sort of period, from then on, I got—I was told it in February 2018. I was moving house in March, April. I was also going to direct a play later on, and all the literature, literature was out for it. And it's an outdoor one, so it's a big scene, and you have to book this, that, and the other.
0: Goodness, lots going on.
1: Lots going on. Yeah. Also, of course, as I say, I have a bad back, so I go to the chiropractor regularly. That's fine. So I told. Um, the uh, uh, the Berkshire Cancer Centre that I had these problems, and they said straight away, don't worry, it was lovely. They said, don't worry, we won't operate for a bit. So they put me onto hormone treatment, which started off being a mouth one, so it was pills, and that lasted for about a couple of months. And then they put me onto the injection system, which is three monthly,
0: yeah.
1: I'm still on that, and I had a letter today saying I'm going to be on it until September next year. Right. Now, this what this does is to deny the cancer the food that it subsists on. So it doesn't cure the cancer, but it checks it at that level. Yeah. And I found that then I lived on that basis. Mm-hmm. And it was a question then I was uh, offered in Royal Barks did I want one of three treatments. One was chemo, the second was uh, an operation, and the third was radiotherapy. Um, knowing that I had these commitments, like the move and the direction of the, the, the theatre thing, I didn't want an operation because I thought that would knock me flat. I didn't want chemotherapy because I have a, a fear of it in the sense that I've watched two very dear people who died of cancer and I watched their chemotherapy and it was most distressing so I didn't want that so I elected for radiotherapy and the consultant said to me he thought that was very sensible because some people will elect for the operation yeah. but as he said to me quietly trouble is you never know whether the operation's been successful and if it isn't you're back into radiotherapy anyway mm-hmm. so he thought I was making a sensible uh, decision. Mm-hmm. I think he also thought that I was fit and well mm-hmm. and I certainly was very fit um, for my age and so what they did was postpone the radiotherapy until the play was over and I mean it was like the next week you know.
0: But good to be given those options and to, to actually Brilliant. put the control back to you. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And I was thrilled with the way they treated me like mm. that. Mm-hmm. I was treated as a human being. Yeah. And um, and you had control. And I had control. And made
0: those decisions.
1: And I've always been, um, how can I put it, a bit sceptical of the medical profession in some senses because I think they used to talk down to you and they would prescribe and you had to accept what they mm-hmm. said. Having had back problems, which I found other than an operation, the medical profession can't solve. Mm-hmm. I find good osteopaths and good chiropractors mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. So I, I was a bit skeptical <laughs> about you know uh, how I would be treated but they treated me absolutely excellently.
0: Really good high level of
1: care there. Yes, high level of care and caring Mm -hmm. even down to the receptionist at the pool of people who would be waiting for radiotherapy every day. One goes in for a session, uh, when they book you in, it's for a session of either usually a month or six weeks, depending on how serious yours is and you you wait for your term. The problem with the radiotherapy is not the radiotherapy itself, but the way the system's organized. It has to take in people who are very seriously ill, over and above people like myself, yeah. who were outpatients. Mm-hmm. So we would get in, and I would have an appointment at XYZ time, let's say 10.30, And when you get in, you have to then drink, I forget how much water, but it's a lot of water because uh, they want your bladder full because it will stop the prostate leaning on it. And if you're having the prostate treated with radiotherapy, it directs a beam at the nasty spot. If the... Um, prostate is swollen, and the bladder is depressed. It is quite likely that the bladder will get a dose of radiotherapy mm. that it doesn 't need and doesn 't want and doesn't like, so they 're very anxious to have a full bladder that keeps the prostate up
0: because it just sits just under the bladder doesn 't it exactly yeah.
1: And once this is the sort of thing you learn. I didn't know what a prostate was (laughs) anyway, um, and my friend always calls it prostrate. Um, Yeah, that's quite a common. Yes. Anyway, um, what one found though was you drink this water, and if you're on time, that's fine. Because you go in, and you only, you're only you on the, the thing for about 20 minutes. Mm. And they bombard you. Everybody out of the room bombard you. I actually fell asleep once or twice. So that there's no feeling no. as it's going on. Do you
0: have little tattoos? Yes,
1: you no. have tattoos. They mark you. You think that's where the beam is going to be it's not they mark you so they can get you directly under the machine in exactly the same position every time Mm -hmm. it's very clever Mm -hmm. they walk out of the room and they say such things as hope you feel all right let us know if you're not on one occasion because my appointment had been delayed and i had drunk the water and it was delayed by about an hour or something. By then, one is absolutely bursting to go to the loo. Unfortunately, if you go to the loo, you then have to start the process all over again, drink more water and so on. So I didn't on that occasion, didn't drink more water, didn't have anything, went in and I found I was on the machine and I was bursting. I didn't leak. And I, but the trouble was I didn't have the strength. I knew I was losing the strength to stop a leak. Not that it happened, but I had to yell and say, sorry, I've got to end it. So as a result of that, they half canceled that. In other words, they they didn't continue. And I had to go back later for another short session, which extended my time there. But I did learn and I tried to beat the system by not drinking quite as much water, okay. but they knew and they told me, and they <laughs> said, you're not quite as full as you usually are. So I learned it's not right to yeah. do that. Yeah. So, so the one problem was actually if your time was delayed, because either the machine was broken, which I'm afraid one of the machines at Royal Barks did keep breaking down, The other one never did, but of course that was then overloaded with extra people. Mm. So there was, and what you found was the disadvantage of radiotherapy was that your day was really booked at the hospital's uh, demand, and it had to be. And and you just learn this, and it's a fact of life. So you can't make any other decision. You can't say, yes, I'll be back for lunch, I'll see you at tea time or anything like that. But honestly... That's the only disadvantage of the radiotherapy. It made no difference to me, uh, sleeping, walking, anything like this.
0: Did you feel, uh, after your treatment finished, did you feel anything at all? Did you feel more tired or?
1: No, my tiredness was never due to the radiotherapy. It was due to the fact that I was getting up in the middle yes. of the night yeah. and having broken sleep because frequently I didn't get back to sleep before I wanted to go again. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody suggested to me any remedy for this which I didn't understand because I'd been bleating about it to doctors both in the hospital and my uh, GP surgery and the one thing one local doctor said to me which I thought very sensible you have to teach your bladder not to um, want to go so much
0: yeah.
1: and, and actually I've learned that now how do you do that? Well, because during the day, uh, I was brought up by a mother who had a weak bladder. Right. So she used to say, "Darling, go to the loo before we go to blah, blah, blah. Whatever it was, if you go out, if you do anything, go to the loo first. She always had to go to the loo, so I always did. And I grew up thinking that's what she did. And, and frequently, I didn't need to go to the loo. And, and I learnt not to obey the instinctive feeling, I must go to the loo and during the day that created no problems at all because I suddenly found I could go from midday till six o'clock and I hadn't realised I hadn't been to the loo during the night it was different I think it was the fact that I was waking up either because my back was troubling me or because possibly my loo prod was going at me you want to go to the loo Um, and it took an iron will to say no I don't and then I couldn't sleep. So I found getting up, going to the loo, and then doing some exercise helped me sleep. Okay. So I found that I was reducing the number from up to a dozen times during the night, which is really awful, yes. down to about sort of five or six. Somebody recently, a doctor at RBH, at my recent uh, consultation, because you have to do six months yes. after the radiotherapy is yeah. finished, this lovely young doctor asked me if I was taking anything for going at night and so forth. I said, no, I didn't know there was anything about it. You know, I didn't know anything you could take. She said, oh yes, there's um, a Tamsulosin or some such name. I'd never heard of it. I thought, oh, this is wonderful. I got it from the pharmacy. My poor friend who had driven me in there had to wait. Anyway, I got into the car. and I said, look, I've got this stuff. And he said, oh yes, you mean Tamsulosin. I've been taking that for a long time and I don't have prostate cancer, so I don't know why you...
0: (laughs) And I thought, well...
1: Why didn't you... (laughs) Absolutely! And it has made a hell of a difference. Oh, that's
0: really good news. Okay.
1: so the the one thing um, I found was that the radiotherapy was a comfort. The fact that I was having it told me that... Let's put it this way. Bluntly, it was going to work and cure me, or it wasn't. I felt fine, so I assumed it was working. And, of course, it has worked. I know that now, because just today I've got a letter in which it says my PSA is way, 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 way down. It's 0.006. Oh, fantastic.
0: Which is nothing. Well done.
1: Whereas this friend of mine who tells me He's nowhere near my problem, but he's been on Tamsulosin for ages. I know his is up above six. Okay. So, and he thinks he's got benign prostate. I haven't said anything, but... um, So anyway, this stuff works. You've not
0: advised him to go back and...
1: He is. He's due back. He's on the already... Sort
0: of watch and wait.
1: Yes. Yes. That's right, and that's one of the things they do. Uh He's booked to go to New Zealand this year, and he can't get out of that and didn't want to take the hormone treatment before, okay. but, but he's, he's being watched, okay. so he's okay.
0: But great news for you.
1: Great news for me, and the drawbacks I have is that the hormone treatment, the first thing I did was to grow, if you'll pardon the expression, two small tits. Yeah. As soon as I tell somebody this, particularly men, they roar with laughter at me. The, the thing that wasn't so funny was, one, you look at yourself and you it. A bit different but also the nipples were sore okay okay they're not now the body gets used to yeah. it so I'm not aware anymore except when I look at myself and think hello <laughs> um, and anyway so that's that but it, the other drawback is the hormonal treatment which starves any cancer of the fuel that it needs
0: testosterone
1: testosterone yeah. which is of course no, it's testosterone, that's right. So they give me estrogen, which, and, and women have that for their hormonal treatment. Yeah. And every woman that I told I was having hormonal treatment and having the hot flushes, every one of them put their hand on their hip and said, Now you know what it's like for us women. <laughs> the only one who didn't was my darling goddaughter who said, Oh, poor Barry. Oh. Wasn't she lovely? Yes, absolutely. And that should be the response. Yes. And I really, really sympathise with women who have to go on with this treatment sometime for years. I know what it's like having a sweat. You always get it at the wrong moment. I haven't been able to wear a vest or a sweater for two years. I just cannot wear anything that clings. And everybody says, you know, you must be able to sort of vent your shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for instance, I get it if I go to a concert. I'm sitting in the Albert Hall and suddenly I'm stripping off. <laughs> and I can see somebody opposite, whether they're really looking at me or not, I don't know. But you get it there. You get it at a dinner party with friends. You get it if you do some exercise and you finish. You think, oh, I feel better for that. And then whoosh.
0: So where do where do the hot flushes start? And how many are you getting a day?
1: I get sort of one, two or three a day and sometimes one, two or three at night. Right. It, I don't, the, the secret seems to be you must keep cool mm. at night. Mm. In order to sleep and in order to avoid the flushes, you need to be slightly cooler than you normally would. Mm-hmm. Well, my feet used to get cool in bed anyway, so I used to wear socks can't now because I just get too hot. So so where does it start? Actually with an awareness that it's coming. Now that's a strange thing Mm -hmm. but I think it starts in the brain. Mm -hmm. The brain just says uh oh here we go Mm -hmm. get ready and if you don't get ready so sometimes I can strip off lying in bed and just undo my pyjama top and lie there with chest exposed to the air and I don't have to do anything else. Most of the time that doesn't work, it's too late. I have to get up, take the pyjama top off and slowly freeze for about 10 minutes. That then usually cures it. This right?
0: is really common with men with uh, prostate cancer. I
1: In guess Treatment so. with, yes, defi- yeah.
0: it is definitely one of the side effects. uh, hot flushes of the treatment.
1: Now, you know, Mandy, that I was offered Mm. um, treatment, acupuncture treatment through your charity. Yes. And uh, that came about because I went to um, Macmillan there and I gave them a little donation and they asked me, did I know about this? Well, I had heard Mm -hmm. back in the the waiting room where we all waited as patients for the radiotherapy, I'd heard people just mentioning this and saying that it eased the problem. Mm-hmm. They didn't explain what problem, but everybody knew. Yeah. And the lovely receptionist said the same thing. Yes. I've heard that yes. patients say this. Yes. So I thought, well, I'll have a go. And I did. And what it did for me was it. I'm not aware of it having any effect on my cancer at all, but it affected me in that it just took one (laughs) to sort of oblivion. Um, You know, if you have an idea of being on a a desert island and angels playing music to you and sort of slowly massaging your head very quietly, well, it's it's a bit sort of like that. I, I, I dozed off twice when I had the treatment and I thought it was wonderful. It what I did notice it helped with is something physical, funnily enough, more to do with my back and my neck. Um incidentally I've had two back operations and two hip operations and both my knees operated. So I'm
0: good. I'm I'm ready to go. You are but
1: but I I've had a lot of help. But one of the things I did, I injured my shoulder at one point and I got um what's it called? Um not, not tender, yes.
0: Carbotinol syndrome? Yes. yes, and
1: all sorts of things. So yeah. if I moved my hand and grabbed something, mm. it was agony. Yeah. What I found was that sort of thing, the acupuncture really mm-hmm. helped yeah. with. Good. I noticed that at the time, and I'd forgotten to tell you that when we met the other day. Yes. It made a significant difference okay. to that. Good. Um, and it was, it was lovely, yes. Mm. and And I would go back for that purpose. Yes. Because I thought acupuncture was the equivalent of pain relief instead of taking pills, mm. which it is to some extent, but it's also i realize now it is a preventive thing as well, and it may not last indefinitely, but yeah. it, it it is a preventive treatment, and I think it because it helps you relax and incidentally it's a bit like. If you you wouldn't know because you're too young, but boys used to have little machines with with a handle that you turned that produced electricity. Okay. And it you used to have two leads and if you put them together. You got a little shock through yes. your fingers. Okay. That shock is not painful, but it's it's a sort of bite, as it were, inside you. And that's what the acupuncture is. It's not painful, you don't feel the, the, the needles, but what happens is they, they twitch the needle and just either touch the nerve or very near it and you get a little electric shock. And they can give you a, a acupuncture on your shoulder and you get a feeling in your finger. Yes. It's quite amazing.
0: Yes, it is, because it follows the channel. Yes. The nerves go yes. down, yes.
1: And something I hadn't realized, but it was a chiropractor who told me, is the reason that they can adjust your body to avoid the nerve hurting, what they're doing is relieving the pressure on the nerve, which actually impedes the message to the muscles. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't realized this. So if you get treatment for acupuncture or chiropractic, What's happening is the nerve is getting the full travel benefit Mm
0: -hmm.
1: without restriction. Mm -hmm and and that's how it seems to do the body good anyway sorry i got so on far no, no, too no. long the,
0: uh, acupuncture also produces chemicals in the body such as dopamine and uh, they're, they're like natural of opiates of course it does so i've forgotten that so that's and that's i, I love
1: ends. exercise and i've only realized it's because of the dopamine yeah and you're right acupuncture does the same yes, yes. of course yes of course it does so uh, I so you were very I mean,
0: open to, to this, because yes. obviously Macmillan said this service is here, our charity yes. is here, and so you were open to having acupuncture, you hadn't had it before.
1: I, I'd had one go yes. to relieve pain once, yes. and it did, Yeah. Um, and, and that was only a very short go, it was about five minutes, mm-hmm. by the chiropractor, mm-hmm. um, but otherwise I hadn't had any, no.
0: So you would um, obviously you, you had um, felt benefit from coming yes. to the charity, and I think really good for you, Barry, coming <laughs> along and to, just to be open-minded because, um, as I say, uh, I, I felt that men are less likely hmm. to use complementary therapies, even though cancer research says that one in three. Uh, people with cancer will um, explore complementary therapies, really? yeah. Mm-hmm. But we noticed that, uh, that, that men actually tend to use the service less. And mm-hmm. certainly last year we were looking at 20-80 split, so 80% of women, 20% of men. Um, so I you know, felt that it would be a really good thing for the charity to start mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. having this dialogue mm-hmm. with men about mm-hmm. complementary therapies, why they would use them. Um, mm. And obviously for you, it was recommended by Macmillan, and, yep. and they said, this service is here. Yes. And you thought, why not? I've got nothing to lose, I, apart I... from my time. i <laughs> <and laughs> oh, trying no. to park at the RBH. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: what I found was quite amazing, because your charity says, pay what you can. And this was something I decided, because I have to go to a chiropractor regularly. Mm. There is an outgoing for me mm. there. And I came to your acupuncture and I realised that these were expert people giving their time. And so so I paid. And I did give proper uh, amounts, what I thought were, were valuable amounts for that amount of time. But I couldn't continue to pay those amounts, which I felt was what the charity and those people deserved, and I just found I was embarrassed by, as it were, getting freeloading on somebody else's generosity, when they were far worse off, the, people far worse off than me.
0: Barry, the whole reason for Cessna at the Charity is to make it accessible to people who are going through cancer treatment, and that's really kind of you, to, to give a donation, but the whole purpose is to make it accessible. Um, because um, when you're going through uh, cancer treatment, you're retired. Yes. Um, all of those things. Um, it is our volunteers give their services free, uh-huh. and we try and you know m- make it as a, as accessible. And we say, give a donation if you're able to. Yes. Um, but um, really, that the the big message for us is, come along and try it and see if it will help. And it's not about giving a. Donation. Mm. Um, we say the first two treatments are free, and if you are able to make a That's donation right. afterwards, um, but you know, if you're not able to make a donation, that does not prevent you from coming to use our services. We just want to make it um, to, to be able to help and make a difference to, to people going through treatment.
1: Well, I'm sure you do. I don't know what the statistics are, but I do know it helped me actually, um, as I said, not. In a way, directly my cancer, but it no. helped my being.
0: That's exactly what it does help. We do, we do yes. not say we treat the cancer. No, we don't treat the no. cancer. We and treat it, the person. Yes,
1: and mm. and and of course, actually, exactly what you do and exactly what a chiropractor does is to treat the person, yes. not the injury. No, no. no. Uh, I mean, in a way, the injury is treated because it's, but it's as part of the person. Mm. It's not. Exclusively the injury,
0: and I think you said. I remember you saying to me um, that you felt really relaxed, and actually, that's quite a that's quite an because you because you are a very active person. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes, to actually feel relaxed and uh,
1: actually, you're right. This is something until just now, as we sit here, I haven't thought about. I'm very active. I never like to sort of sit down and flop. I like to be doing something that's constructive in some way or other. It may be writing a poem or it may be, you know, fixing a hookup or something. But the idea of of sitting down and enjoying myself is somewhat wrong. You know, life somehow should be slightly painful and and (laughs) something that you endure, you know. What's the expression? Life's a bitch, then you die. Um, Sorry about that. But no, seriously. and I felt that having the time to oneself and lying down on the couch with needles in all over me in various places, which, you know, sounds as if it might be frightening, not the slightest, actually, when you get it done. And I, I dozed off, twice. Um, Probably
0: because you had those needles in, you couldn't get up, you see. I couldn't no, get no, up. you so see, you had that time.
1: But what it is, and I hear people saying this about going to yoga or whatever, it's having that time exclusively to yourself mm. when you can't do what you normally do, which is start sort of fiddling, thinking of this and that. Yeah, and I had to relax, and boy, you
0: relax, <laughs> I relax, and fell asleep. Yes, that's that's. And I mean,
1: I know when I, when I got up, literally every time it was with. Mm, I think it was mostly Magda. When I got up, I know I had a silly grin all over my face. I really did. (laughs) And, you know, we parted best of friends. No, She was super. Yeah, good. Absolutely. So I'd recommend it to anybody, honestly. Lovely. Thank you. Particularly men. Men are hopeless at saying that they're suffering pain because when you're a child, just... Bite your lip and get on with it. You know, pick yourself up and get on with it. You know, a Glaswegian guy, when, when he bullied me and hit me about and whatever, said, don't greet, you know, stop weeping. You know, oh, get up, get on, no, yeah. get out.
0: Yeah. Do you Ooh. think that's why? Yes. Way? Do you think that you're taught as... Yes, yeah. the whole of
1: men's culture is is not to show emotion. Mm. And if you've got a problem, button it up. We've all got problems. Get on with it. Yeah. And of course yeah i was had an odd life um born just before the war and or just no literally just after it started i was in the blitz and i do remember that and then i was evacuated when i was four to relations that i didn't know and i was bullied there up north and then i went to a Another family, um, you know, when I was four, it was yeah, a bit strange, God. lovely girl of 14 sort of looked after me. And I remember saying to her, I love you better than my mummy. Age four. And then I was sent away to boarding school. So, you know, I've been a loner and I was a lonely child. So jealousy never came into my life. I, did, I thought jealousy was a disease that people got. Uh, I've seen it with two sons <laughs> and with four grandchildren. Wow. Are they all um, boys? Or? One, the oldest grandchild is, is my granddaughter. I can't say that I'm more fond of her than any of the others, but I absolutely adore her. Well, the oldest grandchild. She's the oldest grandchild and she's the daughter I would have had, you know, as, as is one of my daughters-in-law. So I'm a very lucky boy.
0: So tell me, um, Barry, going forward, what uh, what has helped your recovery? What would you recommend to other men? What's helped your recovery in your cancer? I, th-
1: I think, honestly, the belief always that one's cup is half full, mm-hmm. not half empty. Mm-hmm. Um, a belief for myself that exercise is a huge bonus to one's mind and one's body. And if in doubt, if you're feeling rotten, don't sit and mope, go and exercise, one sort or another. So that when I had these various operations I've had, and also when I had the cancer, I was very fit.
0: Yeah, and, and, and exercise is really key Yes, in, in, um, in post-recovery yes. from cancer, and actually even during treatment. So. Yes. There really, there's a uh, lot more statistics and uh, research out there now with exercise and, and cancer.
1: I, I know it's unfashionable, but I hate the me, me, me mm-hmm. feeling all the time. Um, I, I I don't know why, I just feel the me, me, me should be really, well, OK, there's a bit of me here, but actually there's you, 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 you out there that, that need help. So much more. I mean, yes, me needs help, but... You very often, me has got food, has got clothing, has got warmth, has got housing, has got family, has got health, and blah, 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 blah. You know, we're, we're very lucky to be here. I'm 80 years old and looking forward to the next 10, 20 years.
0: Amazing. And you, well, you've just said it. I mean, look at
1: you, full of life. I hope so. I, and the other thing, seriously, the other thing is laughter. I really believe in laughter. I see the funny side of almost anything. And what I've realised over the years is if you laugh, it releases your tummy muscles, which is where tension is, and it enables you to breathe deeply. And if you really, really laugh, you always take a very deep breath. You can't help it. It's like a very deep cry. And that takes in oxygen. And we need oxygen. We do. So laughter.
0: So laughter, exercise. Yes. And uh, just enjoying life. Enjoying.
1: There's so much to enjoy.
0: There here. is so much to enjoy. You know, you meet
1: people every day of your life, and you think, "That's a lovely person. I've really benefited from meeting that person." Mm-hmm. And it could be a coal miner, or it could be the king, but I, I doubt it's the king. But <laughs> more likely to be a coal miner. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, there we are.
0: Barry, thank you very much for talking to us this morning. I'm uh,
1: sorry I've gone on so long.
0: No, no, you haven't. You've um, been wonderful. Thank you. absolute uh, testament to uh, post, uh, post-cancer. And f- really congratulations on your, your test results this morning. Thank you so really much. What a great day. To
1: thank you along. for your help and your charity's help because I know it's been an ingredient of, of my getting... Well again and I'm feeling so well fantastic long yeah, remained <laughs> thank, you thank you so you. much thank you. thank you
0: this was a My Cancer My Choices production complementary therapy from us to you for more information visit mycancermychoices.org